Every single American should be wearing a mask when they're outside for the next three months at a minimum. We just witnessed real leadership, which is Joe Biden said that as a nation, we should all be wearing a mask for the next three months because it will save lives. I looked up at the TV. I thought Good Morning America was wishing happy birthday to 100-year-olds. It was Joe Biden. Man, he talks slow. Is he is he trying to be extra calm, you know, to to contrast himself with Trump? But, man, he's just so slow and monotone. Do you remember when Hillary used to do that? She had a really oddly slow delivery when she was addressing the peeps. I feel like it's an attempt to not get ahead of himself and tongue-tied like he kind of can sometimes. Oh, it could be. Yeah, but I'm, be. I'm a bit of a slow talker in his pace. Can you play that pace again? I mean, it's like if a person in real life was talking to you like this, you'd have to tell him, look, I got an appointment at two. <laughs> Every single American should be wearing a mask when they're outside for the next three months at a minimum. Yeah, if you start at that pace and say... When I was a kid, I, I, I'm in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, boy, oh, no. how do I get out of this? <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. I'm going to be here for a long time. It almost sounds like he's teaching a, an English class to non-English speakers. I would like to know the direction of the train station. But on the subject matter at hand, uh, Biden calling for everybody in the country to wear a mask outside for three months. Um, he's, he actually, the rest of that is, he, he said, I call on all state governors to mandate that. He realizes he can't do that uh, as president, so calm down. But um, the polling on that is way in his favor. Uh, Fox News poll. Requiring everyone in the United States to wear a face mask when outside of their home. 74% favorite. Only 21% oppose. Mm. You might that be, was a Fox News poll? Yeah, you might be a hardcore anti-mask person, but only 20% of you are against the government mandating you wear a mask outside. Mm. So it's a huge win for you know a policy. Uh, George, uh, George, uh, Jared Kushner and... Um and Brett Baer were chatting yesterday on a special report with Brett Baer about recent polls that show Biden being ahead. And, and Jared was pushing back rather strongly about Fox uh, polls methodology. Uh, and it was interesting. It was a really good discussion, particularly since my uh, soon-to-be 21-year-old college student daughter is really into this stuff. And we talk a lot about it. Um, but they actually are polling registered voters and not likely voters. And that's that's I don't want to hear a poll of registered voters. Since only half of people vote? Well, right. And even of likely voters, there's a percentage of those that end up not showing up for whatever logistical reason or they forget. What or makes have one a, a likely voter? Uh, they, they poll you. What's the likelihood you're going to vote? Okay. Is it 100%? Is it uh, probably, maybe? That's or right. sometimes, people who say 5%. Or sometimes they just say, did you vote in the last two presidential elections? Right. Okay. Yeah. People say no. Then they think, well, you're not a likely voter. Gotcha. And so, uh, and... I was persuaded by that logic and the fact that, in fact, you know what, as long as I brought it up. Do you mind? Do you care? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Feeling loose today. It's Friday. Where is Abedibidu? We're half drunk. Um, the, other, the, half. Other half, the other half coming in the next two hours. Um, then we'll be 100% drunk, whatever that would be. You know, I 
think it is. Oh, oh, play play 34 for me, Sean. We've spoken about the methodology of the Fox polls, and uh, we saw in the last election out of 120 polls conducted in Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania between Labor Day and the election, out of 120, only one showed uh, President Trump ahead. So uh, this, the, these polls are based off of flawed methodology. Uh, our polls basically show that the president is leading in a lot of the states that he won last time. It is incredibly notable that one out of 120 in those states showed Trump ahead, and he won all of those states. On the other hand, in talking to my daughter, she said in the polling industry world, uh, 2016 was an enormous wake-up call. And they really tightened up their methodology and their models and learned from it, and things have changed. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll be interested to see that borne out. Well, I've also heard this argument so many times. And only with Trump, <laughs> it turned out all the other times that Karl Rove was there. No, no, Mitt Romney's actually ahead. You see, they're doing likely voters and registered and this and that, and he got creamed. And same on the other side with Democrats making the same argument. Right. It's just so generally speaking, you're saying what? Who's ahead? The, in the polls, polls are right. Yeah, generally. So speaking. you're a sheep, and you just follow the polls <laughs> into the pen I'm, and get sheared. I'm perfectly fine with wait, waiting for what you call the big poll. Which is election day. You know, they take a poll on election day. Right. In fact, they even call it a polling place. (laughs) And then they tell you who won. Uh, You know, it occurs to me, uh, we were uh, joking off the air, Positive Sean and I, about I need a side hustle. He suggested uh, uh, gigolo work, which, you know, they're a number. Joe Getty, professional man of pleasure. (laughs) There are a a number of roadblocks. Fred Uh, Garvin, male prostitute. uh, For anybody old enough for that. Yeah, it's more like it. Uh, but it occurs to me, my uh, it's it been a long-running joke on the show, uh, Joe Getty's How to Argue Unfairly Clinics. Oh, yeah. Um, maybe I ought to just start those. <laughs> Look, you find yourself losing arguments all the time. Here's the reason why you're too gentle. Here's how to argue unfairly. <laughs> and the immediately leaping to, so you just want to be led into a pen and sheared like a sheep. So you're a sheep, huh? You're just going to follow where they lead you, huh? Exactly. That's just a good. That's just one of the skills you'll learn at Joe Getty's arguing unfairly clinic. <laughs> oh boy, fantastic! On a more serious note, uh, I brought this up yesterday. Um, the the fact that the media is falling all over itself, calling Kamala Harris black, and this is incredibly politically incorrect. But because we're not racists around here, we're willing to ask these questions. You would never know she had any black heritage any more than anybody else unless you were told. She's half of Indian descent. She's got a lot of Irish in her. Her her dad from Jamaica was, I think, half Irish. I can't remember. Um, but she's a mixed race and everything. Um, but the idea that she's risen above a life of something or other as the mostly not black daughter of two university professors and it just it seems odd given the fact that you know there are there are people who've faced plenty of racism in their lives and it's tragic and so we pose the question to to living in berkeley and stanford i mean or, uh, in palo alto I, or whatever i yeah. doubt she faced that much racism well, well right and so we pose the question hey people of color how do you see this stuff nobody wants to talk about it what do you think we received a couple of emails that were unbelievably revealing and interesting okay um and and one in particular i i want to publish it's so good and we'll have those for you next armstrong and getty
it's Chris or the other way around. I don't know which, but it doesn't make any difference to me. One of them took Miley Cyrus's virginity, and then she married him. Then she, they divorced. That was Liam. Then they got back together, and then they divorced again. A.K.A. not Thor. Okay. There you go. There's some excellent Hemsworth knowledge. Fantastic. There's three of them, actually. So we're talking about um, the gushing over Kamala Harris being the first black woman VP candidate and um, it's almost all the woke white media that's that's talking about this obsessively. And as a person who you would never have any idea what her, you know, race or ethnicity or origin was, if you even care, she pulled terribly among black voters when she was running. Right. And we posed the question. I mean, uh, black folks, what do you what do you think of all this? How do you take it? And obviously, the idea of somebody speaking for the black community is ridiculous. All you can do is express your opinion, perhaps relate what your friends think. But got a note from uh, Al Anonymous, um, originally from the south side of Chicago, Englewood. And uh, I, as well as my black friends, laugh at the media for referring to Kamala as black or even African-American. We joked, uh, we called Obama white boy back in the day, and we consider Kamala far from being quote-unquote black. Um, And and he makes that point. But then this is the one I really, really wanted to get to from uh, Anonymous. She didn't ask to be anonymous, but everybody wants to be these days because people try to ruin your life if you disagree with them. But this is absolutely wonderful. As an African-American and a professional genealogist who specializes in African-American ancestry and records, I can give you yet another reason why we must not allow our country's politics to be based on the colors of our skin. I have seen the DNA results of dark-skinned people who have anywhere from 35 to 75 percent European ancestry and absolutely no direct ancestors who were ever slaves. And I have seen white people who have anywhere from 12% to 63% African ancestry and have several slave ancestors. Really? You know, subtext to this. This, The idea of reparations at this point are an, uh, an evil joke and a dishonest joke um, for reasons that she gets into indirectly here. And, you know, I probably should have said... At the beginning, and anybody who studies history knows this, from Frederick Douglass to Malcolm X, they talked about this. Dividing people by race is a profitable business and one that gets you a lot of power. It's politically useful. Anyway, getting back to this email. A bunch of white folks who had several slave ancestors. Okay, here we go. Uh, Some would argue that it is only the dark-skinned blacks who should be considered black because they are the only ones who have lived a life of persecution and racism. And yet, as a light-skinned African-American, I grew up in the rural area of a large western state where my family was literally, not figuratively, but literally, the only black family on that side of the entire state. And I grew up facing just as much racism as anyone else who lived in an urban area with darker skin. And when I did move away to go to college, I faced some of the worst racism from black folks who didn't think I was dark enough. Therefore... As a light-skinned African-American, I can testify that people of all colors and shades can be racist. And as a genealogist, I can tell you that in reality, we are all just a bunch of American mutts. We must realize that this is the exceptionalism of our country that allows us to be recognized as individuals. Individuals with unique ancestries and experiences, that's what makes us great. And it is the ignorant collectivism of the left that is trying to divide us and destroy us all over something as baseless as the color of our skin. You know, I'm going to write back and, and see if we, you know, cover up whatever identifying stuff, if we can uh, post this on the website. I think it is one of the most beautiful, powerful, and indisputable messages and important messages that can be sent around in America today. 
Yeah, it's, that's really good. It's not uh, winning the day currently, that argument. but uh... You know, I think it is with normal people. I really do. Uh, I just think the... It just so happens that the people who have the megaphones of our society, significantly the media and education, are buying into this divide and conquer crap. That's a good question right there. So I think you're right, but if the media, education, and corporations are all in the bag for the, you know, super sensitive about race, and people get fired and hired and canceled and all that based on it yeah i think corporations mostly have stockholm syndrome at this point they're just afraid they may not have bought it some have um i don't know you know you know me i'm so stubborn i don't care what the majority thinks but you know if there are two bullhorns in town and the two guys who have them believe the same thing and they go around bellowing all the time. At some point, it starts to seem like everybody thinks that. Yeah, but... No, there's no way the majority of people think that stuff is true. A troubling number, too. Yeah. I'll absolutely grant you that. Um, so while we're on the topic of race, uh, I suppose we'll play this thing. I don't even really know what it is. There was There's a new ice cream jingle because the old one was racist. <laughs> Do I need to know any more than that? Well, the origin of Turkey and the Straw, Jack, was something or other. I remember that story at the time. The, the... T- turkey and the Straw, the... the... The song that we all associate with the ice cream truck got used. Yeah, that melody, which the, is the melo- crazy old. Yes, it got got used and widely adopted during the minstrel era, and people uh, grafted on. And I knew that as a five year old running to the ice cream turkey truck. Turkey in the straw, turkey in the straw. Hey, Look at that, that straw. Song. Got a turkey in it. No, hey, it's that racist song that indicates ice cream is afoot. <laughs> I didn't think that as a five year old. Right. Anyway, uh, and so the the folks at Good Humor Ice Cream reached out to uh, Riza of the Wu Tang Clan to right. to give uh, give us a modern, less controversial uh, ice cream jingle, and it goes like this. This is it, and it just repeats. It um, started out okay. I don't like the way the phrase ends. I think it needs to be more up tempo. Who am I to argue with Rizzo, the Wu Tang Clan? I think it needs to be more up tempo. I like the song, alright. I don't like it for indicating to kids at a park that the ice cream truck just pulled into the parking lot. But um, I, I hate yeah. the premise of this so much, though. I, you know, I don't care what song's coming out of an ice cream truck. <laughs> I hate the premise less controversial. Who was it actually controversial to? Who's actually bothered by Turkey in the Straw? Well, and I think the issue is... Who I even knew anything about it until somebody told them? Well, right. And So I should not be told things? Like, if, But if I was told it, and I'm like, oh, well, huh, that's awkward, and want to adjust or adapt, I don't, I don't think that's so necessarily that bad. So that song is just no good forever because of that? That collection of notes. But because at one point, you know, somebody put racist and racists liked it. I just it has no meaning today, though. What it meant in the past? Why? Why would it carry the meaning forward? I don't get that. My objection is that it, it starts to border on the whole um, saying "all lives matter" gets you canceled because that's a magical incantation one must not uh, utter. Uh, you know, it, it's interesting to me and and troubling and unfortunate as all racism is that. That melody, which is a re- it's a great melody, um, that it was used as for a racist song at one point, but it's not a magical incantation. It has no power in and of itself. It's been robbed of any racist 
whatever by time. I think it's interesting. Some, some, but the the idea that well, this has a racist past. Well, if you look at the entire globe, ethnic, racial, tribal loyalties and dislike is universal, universal. So if something dates back, you know, to the day. Everything has a racist past. I mean, wheat bread has a racist past. Paper has a racist past. Everything has a racist past. Um, Got more information on the whole vaccine thing. As we now know, over uh, just barely over half of people are willing to take it when it comes out. Mm. I don't know how society's going to handle that. I don't know either. Look forward to a mandatory Mark of the Beast, I think. Uh, what now? Yeah. I, that could have been our lead. Yeah, huh. that's what's going to happen. I don't know much about turkeys and straw, but the uh, baby turkeys that are in our yard are growing up, and they're very cute. They are. When they grow up, they're horrifically ugly. But, uh, <laughs> well. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Trump's brother, Robert, is said to be gravely ill and in the hospital right now. I did not know Donald Trump had a living brother for some reason. Yeah, I saw did a biography you? thing the other day when they, they mentioned him, but I, yeah, I know next. come up much. I know he has a sister who's a judge, too. Yeah, that I knew. Yeah. And his brother, uh, 72, is gravely ill. And Trump was going to go to Mar-a-Lago this weekend, but he's going to be visiting his brother in the hospital. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, yeah, that's that story. Um Uh, Scientists have boiled down the most probable order of symptoms for COVID-19, the most likely first symptoms you would get. This is worth knowing. Because remember, at least in my mind, uh, there's just such a grab bag of symptoms. Practically anything you can imagine can be a symptom for COVID. But the first symptoms are almost always fever, cough, and muscle pain. Fever, cough, and muscle pain. So keep an eye out for that in yourself or your kids or whatever. Speaking of kids... This happened the other day. Horrifying. Luckily, nothing happened yet. Um, We have been big for years on pushing the clearly true narrative that child abductions are so rare. The fact that people won't let their kids, you know, ride their bike down the street or go play in the park and stuff like that that we did generations ago is is horrible for all kinds of reasons. And it's and it's all born out of cable news channels and missing children specials in 2020 and all these sort of things that have convinced you all that child abductions are rampant. Right. And, you know, you've got a decent chance of it happening when it's more like a lightning strike. That being said, the other day at the park where my kid uh, regularly plays, including just like a week ago with his buddy um, hanging out by themselves in the park, which we're, we're fine with them doing, riding their bikes around, there was a guy... This was in the next door. Is that what that thing's called, that app? I never look at that. Oh, nextdoor.com? Yeah. Yeah. I never yeah. look at that. You like to look at it because it's mostly... It's mostly uh, older folks griping about somebody with a loud cat or, <laughs> you know, just all sorts of stuff. But in this particular case, there was a guy going around the park uh, holding a cell phone to his head, and he was going up to kids and saying, hey, I'm on the phone with your mom. She says you need to come with me right now. Oh, I need you to, I mean, need you to come with me, which is a pretty good one. Wow. And we talked to our kids about this last night, just because that's a pretty good one. You could definitely see a kid thinking, oh, okay. My mom says so. There is no innocent explanation for that. No, that's full on. 
you're a child abductor. Oh, my god! That's the worst case scenario right there. That's an, a, an actual example of it happening, which is horrifying. And kids said no and told their parents, and parents called the police, and the police are on the lookout for a specific guy, but uh, Good. hasn't been caught as far as I know. Wow. That's I gotta, scary. I got to admit, I was having these weird fantasies about having been at the park when my son told me that guy over there just said that. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, a little frontier justice, uh, I hear you. And then I'd be in prison, and that would be a bad decision. But eh, you might. Eh, you got to get caught. I think you I saw your story. Convicted. Liam Neeson plays you in the movie. I have to assume it's a normal anthropological reaction to knowing somebody is interested in trying to abduct your child that you want to oh. freaking kill them. It's funny. You should just uh, you should bring that up. I just saw a story where a bunch of uh, bikers going to and fro Sturgis got stopped by a herd of bison. And one woman got too close to a a suckling calf and its mother, and Mama whooped the hell out of her. Depanster, I understand. Yeah, just you know, threw her about, hooked her pants, ended up depantsing her. But uh, a lady turns out to be okay. Fifty-four-year-old gal getting the hell beat out of her by a bison is no joke. But what was uh, she messing with the bison? Uh, She got too close. Get the horns. Yeah, she got too close. And I have said often, I am a fan of. Yahoo's getting too close to wild animals to take a selfie, getting the hell whooped out of them. I'm kind of a fan of that. I think it's good for the herd. Not their herd, our herd. But, <laughs> they uh, actually travel in herds. We don't so much. Well, actually, we do. Sometimes we do. You ever yeah. seen teenagers uh, back when you used to be able to hang out with your friends? Hmm. Stupid COVID. Um, oh, how peak 2020 is this? Uh, scientists have reanimated dead pigs' brains. Not... We don't need this this year. Yeah, I, I really... <laughs> Save that for, like, yeah, 22... Let's just put a on all this stuff, like, uh, uncovering sarcophagi that are ancient years yeah, old. Let's, or, let's right. reanimate the dead. file an Egyptian pharaoh's tomb. <laughs> Bring back moon rocks. Like, let's just put a pause on all these starts to sci-fi movies. You know, if I have to deal with a zompigopolix, zompigop-apocalypse... We were trapped... Zom- I'll have to write it out. <laughs> if we have to deal with the one of those. The swine. No. No, I think the Zompigopolix is good if I could figure out how to say it. <laughs> For some reason, the G in the middle really screws me up. But when the zombie pig apocalypse comes, Not just if, let it when. be like 2022 or something. Yeah. Just let us catch our breath. Not in the middle of an election and a pandemic and. Herds of undead swine ranging across the landscape, eating all who, who come into contact we with We just them. got past the murder hornet thing. I mean, we yeah. we just really need to... Let's chill out a little if bit. If I could turn this grown-up for a second, um, is the reason... Crocodiles <laughs> learn to drive cars. I don't... Who, kn- who knows what's next? Is the reason they're doing this to see if they can reanimate a brain or bring you know a dead person, to, uh, a brain-dead person back to life? Uh, uh, partly. They're just, you know, they're trying to understand neurological function and... and God, if they can ever and, do yeah, that. brain injury and that sort if of If they thing. can ever jumpstart a brain, you know, like a... Like a Some mornings I could engine. use a, a little of that myself. And are there reasons you can't? I don't know. And I'm not a scientist. But, man, if they can ever... You know, I, I'm sure there's a limit to where if it's not running, it um, decays or, or whatever. Yeah, I can give you some details on it. I have it uh, back in the office. But I, I got to believe, I believe within hours or maybe even days, why can't you jumpstart that brain and get her going again? Bah, bah, hmm, her, he, brain uh, cells start to die very quickly if they're not getting blood flow. But that's um, that's a blood flow problem. I don't know. What do I know? 
Nothing. That's what I know. <laughs> and uh, somebody sent me this, at least one of several op-eds that are going on around the country about making the flu shot mandatory. Could that happen in the United States? Would we do that in the United States of America? There are health justifications that get around, I think, any constitutional issues. Um, that's an interesting question. I don't think, I, they, I don't think they could make it mandatory to be alive, like they're going to put you in prison. But I, I think it could make it mandatory to work, to go to school, to all kinds of things. I want as little mandatory as possible. Well, so do I. I'm just wondering if it's going to happen. And only 55% of people currently say they're going to get the vaccine. Interesting. Yeah, well, that'll be a heck of a thing to follow. Maybe we can do this next segment. Of, and might uh, be happening like in the next month, right? As soon. Yes. This discussion of, is it mandatory? I actually had a nice conversation with a, a physician yesterday, a surgeon actually, um, who seemed pretty optimistic that things would be much more normal November-ish. I hope he's right. I hope he's right, too. Yeah. He did not express certainty on that point, but he, you know, he, he was hopeful. Is there going to be Halloween? My son asked me the other day, and I said, boy, I doubt it. In the conventional but sense, yet no. another thing that kids, you know, love and live for that just won't happen. It's brutal. No, you can't even do the ultra-safe uh, parking lot version. Um, so coming up in a couple of minutes, uh, the, the dead zombie pig thing. Uh, plus, it's here. Nancy Pelosi floated this trial balloon a couple of years ago, and nobody noticed. I kind of went nuts about it. Um, but now it's been proposed, a group of state lawmakers in where else, Cal Unicornia, have proposed the first in the nation wealth tax. Not income or, or, or uh, capital gains or anything like that. They're just going to take it because you have it. I prefer calling it savings. I think wealth is a way to spin it a certain direction. Yeah, yeah. And this is, uh, this is so insidious. It's it's just it. You must reject it. It's clever the way they're trying to slip it in, uh, but we'll talk about that next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. talk about the new um, version of math that they're trying to get started at uh, at least the University of uh, Illinois, mathematics with an X at the end, doing away with the white male colonial mathematics of the olden days in which two plus two is four. No racism! And coming up with a different answer. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Actually happening. And speaking of that sort of thing, if you missed the email that we read from a, uh, a black genealogist about race and, and the rest of it, it's uh, it was earlier this hour, so grab it via podcast. Absolutely brilliant. A uh, couple of tax stories worth mentioning. Um, Cal Unicornia has gone in recent years against every bipartisan tax commission's advice and is just trying to narrow the tax pool as much as possible. Take more and more money from high earners, um, because then they are, there will never be the votes to oppose them. Um, 
even though every bipartisan tax commission says the way to make taxes most fair and, and to build the best society is to make it very, very broad so everybody has skin in the game and everybody cares about governance. Um, and they keep going in the other direction and ignoring the fact that um, high earners tend to produce jobs and that sort of thing, and they will adjust their behavior, including leaving the state, to avoid taxes. It's, um, you know, static analysis is what it's called. If you raise taxes by 5%, you'll get 5% more revenue, right? No, because people alter their behavior. Anyway, that's kind of a side note. I just read a great editorial in the Orange County Register about that. But people with money also spend money. Yeah, yeah. Um, But more critically important, I think, right now is this. this, uh, It happens to be the San Francisco Chironical I'm looking at. A group of state lawmakers yesterday proposed a first-in-the-nation state wealth tax that would... First-in-the-nation. Raise an estimated $7.5 billion for the general fund because taxes are so low in California and they get so little revenue that they need more. What about that insane gas tax? That's sarcasm, by the way, for the, uh, you know, sarcasm. What about that insane gas tax that was supposed to pay for everything? The one that goes up all the time? Biggest, that also, first in the nation, biggest hike in the history of gasoline. Right. That was just, what, last year or the year before? No, I'm going to, I'm going to give you your facts and then the analysis. Because this is so cleverly designed by, uh, socialists like, uh, what is this geek's name? Uh, Rob Bonta of Oakland. Oh my God, I should have known it was him. Anyway, um, the tax rate would be 0.4% of net worth. Under half a percent of your net worth, excluding, uh, directly held real estate, that exceeds $30 million for single and joint filers and $15 million for married filing separately. So if you don't have $15 million in the bank... Then don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Says the communist Bonta, California is facing a big budget deficit because of the health and economic crisis. Quote, we simply can't rely on austerity measures to close it. We must consider revenue generation. He admitted the union-sponsored bill... Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Why would the unions be sponsoring this? Is it because they're in bed with the... The treasury emptying Santa Clauses in Sacramento, the capital, who, uh, well, they're literally in bed with the unions. It's it's an unholy uh, coupling. Um, it's clever. They're starting it with 15 million bucks in the bank. If you got 15 million bucks in the bank, you're crazy rich. You mm-hmm. got a lot of money. And nobody's going to jump up to to uh, defend people with 15 million bucks in the bank. And that'll be twelve million in a year, and it'll be six million in three, four, five years, and then it'll be a million, and pretty soon it'll be anybody with over a hundred grand in the bank is going to see the state say, uh, "Do we have that Jerry Brown clip? I should ask for that, Michael." Sure, I don't know what the statistics are in California, but we've seen the national statistics. Something like half of people, you know, have almost nothing heading into retirement. Right. So, sure, you could still win uh, if you put it to a vote um, on the idea of, of taking from people who have. And it's not hard to collect over your lifetime a half million dollars in 401k or something like that. Sure. So oh, you, yeah. you got too much money. Yeah. Those They're take that who from have you. been blessed the most, who have disproportionately extracted by whatever skill more and more from the national wealth. They're going to have to share more of that. There is uh, the former governor of Cal Unicornia proposing uh, that very idea. 
the idea is just that it is that is an obscenity. We should have to bleep that out. That is so insidious <laughs> what he said. The idea that no. job that uh, businesses, job creators are extracting wealth from the the public what the public wealth they're not creating the economy y'all are extracting from it well and and it's so and and he clearly believes it that's clearly his worldview which is amazing he was governor of california twice for two terms with that worldview disproportionately extracted that's the phrase that always gets me right that there's such a thing as your business was too good or you were too good at what you did and and you made too much there's a proper proportion and you exceeded it and that is unfair and it needs to go to the other people that weren't as good right what so that is that is something and again it starts at the current proposed figure it is guaranteed to go down, 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 down to anybody with any money in the bank. And if they will say you've disproportionately extracted and one beautiful, fine, equitable day, savers will be taxed heavily to pay for the extravagant. This would only work if you did it as a federal tax. If this even got close to passing, anybody that's got that kind of money would be out by the weekend. Right. You'd have to be. Yeah. I mean, all other concerns that have kept you in a state all this time, those are out the door. At right. this point, you got to go. You have to get a good tax lawyer because the state of uh, corrupt California is incredibly capable at there are laws that you, well, you just left to escape taxes. So you actually owe us this, that, and the other. Oof. I mean, they're brutally aggressive on that stuff. Well, That's then you got to go to Costa Rica or Mexico or someplace. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take your money and disappear. Break the law. Oh, well, I'd be all in favor of that. People subjected to the wealth tax would report it to the uh, the tax board along with their income tax. They would have to report all assets, including stock and publicly and privately traded corporations. So, if you lost uh, Positive Sean with your Positive Sean portfolio, yes, which is really uh, next to the Dow, the S and P, the Nasdaq, uh, the exchange most people look at. I mean, the PSP. The, those other small exchanges you mentioned, they wish they had my returns. Right. Anyway, uh, if you lost thirty percent. On a stock, you got murdered. You would still have to pay tax on just owning that stock, just having it. So you have to report all assets, stock in publicly and privately traded corporations, interests in partnerships, private equity or hedge funds, cash, bonds, saving accounts, mutual funds, futures and options, art, collectibles, Offshore financial assets, pension funds, non-mortgage debt. That is a never-opened Boba Fett action figure in prime condition. Still in its original package. <laughs> Real property and mortgage debt. Unfreaking believable. They would tax my guitars just because I have them. Wow. Yeah. I tell you what. It may be time. Well, right. You'll get no sympathy for uh, going after $15 million and above people's stuff right. but it will right. come down quickly over the years yeah yeah that is unreal speaking of collectibles oh yeah here's a uc uh, berkeley uh marxonomics professor said income tax is not an effective way to tax the ultra wealthy because they can avoid the income tax as long as they don't cash in their investments you move to florida then cash in you'll never pay california pay for what creating a zillion jobs yeah, you ought to be punished. Hell, they ought to flog you and throw you into solitary confinement for that. Holy crap! Speaking of collectibles, my son the other day, we were at the uh, 
store where they have this sort of thing. And he spent $40 of his own money on a, oh. on a, on a Pokemon card. Now, is this money that he got from renting out his top bunk? <laughs> As storage a, to his, his brother. side hustle. I think this is Bunk a combination. B. Yeah. I think this is a combination of birthdays and uh, mowing the lawn and that sort of stuff. The rent is too damn high. Yeah. Yep. Pokemon cards are the baseball card of today, I guess. Mm-hmm. Wow, he bought a super collectible on one. Yeah, huh? yeah. But I just thought, do you really want to do that? But you know, he'll learn a lesson one way or the other. He'll either decide that was a good idea in time or or not. Mm. I guess. Do you know what the Pokemon was? Was it a Charizard? Uh, that, that that is very popular in my house. Um, Did he see a very rare Mary Worth? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yet another Simpsons reference. It is that kind of store, though. This place is just packed full of collectibles, including Simpsons stuff. I but, love those sort the of Android stores. dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, I don't know. It pained me to see it. He oh, will boy. not have savings to uh, tax. It goes this direction. Armstrong and Getty.